0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Uh, We are highlighting Real Presence, which is part of our mission right in our name. And we have with us for our last segment here, Father Wayne Sattler from the Diocese of Bismarck, who is not only celebrating his 25th anniversary as a priest on June 19th, but also it is the Feast of Corpus Christi and Father's Day. So welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Roxanne. Good morning to you. Thank you for having me today.
1: Absolutely. yeah. It's an interesting crossing of many things, and I can't help but think about fatherhood. You know, there was a time where I was kind of looking at one of my sons, thinking he could be a priest. And then I had the thought later of, or he could be a really good father earthly father (laughs) so i mean i think i think the point is is we need good fathers in the world there's a crisis of fatherhood right now and so thank you so much for saying yes to being a priest and all that that entails and all the sacrifices but also we're celebrating with you your your 25th anniversary i bet it doesn't even seem like that long for you or maybe it seems longer i'm not sure
2: (laughs) (laughs) well i think it uh, is Probably the reality of both that happens in both spiritual fatherhood and natural fatherhood. Right, right. Um, That it does go by very fast, but there's a lot that happens in that time, too. Right, right. God for.
1: Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your history.
2: Sure. Um, Well, I'm a native of Dickinson, North Dakota, and um, grew up there and went to uh, school at um, Trinity High School. And I guess, you know, while I was there, um, there was this little voice in the back of my mind thinking about the priesthood, but it was one that I tried to dismiss as much as I could. <laughs> I guess you might say I wasn't so naturally drawn um, to the priesthood. I was much more naturally drawn to um, be a, a father in the natural sense. Um, but after I, so after I graduated, I went to a, a year of um, college at UND and had a scholarship there. And after a year there, I, I left kind of convinced um, that God might be calling me to be a priest and then joined the seminary, and after a year of that, left convinced that I'd give God an adequate hearing. <laughs> um, and then I kind of went on and pursued what I thought what I was more naturally drawn to. Um, I eventually got engaged, actually, mm-hmm. um, and I was prepared to enter into law school. I was taking my LSATs at the time. And um, my fiance actually was not um, Catholic, and so I was going to RCAI classes with her, and my faith kind of reignited again there. And a year prior to that, this would be like 30 years ago, um, my roommate and I uh, made a promise after a late-night conversation to start praying the rosary every day, and that was about 30 years ago. Um, So in the midst of it all, there was just a... striving to try to listen um, to what God was planting in my heart in order to draw us to any vocation. He has to put it there first. And he does it as as only he can, very gently, and not pushy at all. But I kind of joke with people, I think I hit a, a, a midlife crisis, and given my age now, it would be truly midlife. <laughs> um, and just realizing, gosh, I, I don't think what I'm going after right here is is going to fulfill me. And honestly, Mm -hmm. at the time, I wasn't sure what it would be, because I had already given God his chance at the seminary, and was convinced that it was not going to be to be a priest. Um, But eventually, the conversations between my fiancé and I, and just my own spiritual life, just took a a break um, from the relationship. And in the process. Committed myself to going to daily mass just to try to see what was happening there. And after about a year, under a good direction of a priest there in the Minneapolis area, because uh, I was going to school at St. Thomas at the time, decided to give God another chance uh, to listen to him and ended up being mm-hmm. a good idea.
1: <laughs> so he doesn't get just one chance. That's nice. <laughs> Let him in again.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, what what would you say your favorite part of being a priest is?
2: Well, to uh, to answer that question, I think I'd draw back to what you began with. That uh, There's a really strong parallel, I would say, between um, natural fatherhood and, and spiritual fatherhood, and that we both share what the Church would call a, a sacrament of mission. Hmm. Um, That's through initiation sacraments, you know, uh, through baptism, uh, the Eucharist, and confirmation, we kind of get directed um, in our life towards Christ and have that uh, that guard of our vocation towards holiness and uh, evangelizing others. And there's a sacrament of healing to help us in our weakness to that. But then through the sacraments of mission, holy orders, and, and matrimony, um, it's a sacrament that directs us towards the salvation of others, but it does it by drawing us, into union with christ um in marriage through the union of your spouse and in the priesthood by being configured to christ himself so the favorite part of the priesthood i think probably similar to um a natural fatherhood is that union with your spouse um that is undoubtedly my favorite part um but for that to be authentic it has to open your heart up towards the salvation of others. And that is definitely been my, my other favorite part is through, um, prayer, through the sacraments, through walking with people in a variety of ways, um, seeing their own, um, life in Christ, uh, kind of ignite, I guess. Mm-hmm. So there's two aspects to it, um, really. There's first, um, that union that Christ is trying to draw me into through my vocation, and then the fruit that he wants that to bear in the lives of others
1: right, and you made a very intentional decision to go with the other rather than the former was that a was that a point of crisis for you, or I'm assuming a little bit for a while, um, or not really
2: Oh yeah, no, it was definitely a crisis. Um, I took some time, as I said, you know, between the engagement and I had already been in the seminary one year previously, and uh, yeah, I wasn't really sure what God was doing. I knew, I knew it wasn't to uh, become a lawyer because um, that was just very uh, obviously personally motivated. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with being a lawyer, um, but I, I remember just taking a year off because um, I had studied philosophy in preparation to um, be an attorney and for the LSATs, and graduated with that and just broke off my engagement and then wasn't really sure what I was going to do. And so Mm -hmm. I just took a year off and worked as a counselor for juvenile delinquents, um, and in the process, joined a very good parish, Epiphany in Coon Rapids. And uh, Father James Livingston kind of took me underneath his wing to try to see what the Lord was trying to say through all this uh, crisis, and after the, a year, he just said, you know, you really need to give God one more chance, and I'm very glad that I that I did.
1: Mm. And now we're coming up on your 25th um, anniversary. Um, <clears throat> our, what are you going to do for that day? Do you have something special planned?
2: Well, as, as you mentioned, it's quite a day, you know, quite providentially arraigned. It's uh, Father's Day and Corpus Christi Sunday. Um, and to me, you know, all of the elements of, of my life, of the priest, are there. Obviously, the Eucharist is, is the center of my life as a priest. Um, it's what I look forward to. It's kind of that nuptial moment um, for a spiritual father in his day. And so to have it on Corpus Christi is very special. And then on Father's Day, obviously, too, um, of just renewing uh in my heart the beauty of, of being a spiritual father and encouraging our own natural father. So I didn't want to interrupt people's lives um on the actual day of all those other events that are happening. I do have some family that's coming into town to celebrate the actual day. Um but we have a, a parish feast day coming up on July twenty sixth for St Anne's in which um not only I am celebrating the 25th anniversary, but we have a deacon that's celebrating the 25th, and then also another deacon celebrating 24th, and our parish celebrating the 65th. Wow. So we decided to have a, uh, the bishop come and celebrate for us that day. Um, so that'll be my more, I guess, formal celebration of the anniversary, together with all these other beautiful anniversaries within our parish.
1: Is your father, your natural father, alive?
2: He is, yeah. He'll be uh, coming to be with me on um, this Father's Day for the actual day of my 25th anniversary.
1: Very nice. I, just a curveball question here that we weren't prepared for, but I, I'm just curious what sort of things he taught you in, in terms of being a father, a spiritual father.
2: Spiritual? Well, I think, it, you know, there's there's a lot of things um, in a natural way that um, we, we take into our lives and, Um. Being available, you know, too. Just uh, we talked about in the priesthood; it's a um, a ministry of presence. Mm-hmm. And my father, you know, just his desire to be available to me um, and to be present for me and to encourage me, you know, at the times and. There's just a lot of parallels between both fatherhoods. That you're there to nurture, you're there to encourage, you're there to challenge, when you need to, you're there to even reprimand when you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but through it all, there is the the presence, you know, that they will be there, um, and that I think is one of the most important things of of either fatherhood is is your children being confident that you're that you're there.
1: Mm. That's such a simple. A, a simple one, and yet, at the same time, we forget about it. But when you think about it, it is so deep and so important that we are present to one another, just as Christ is present to us, right, in the real presence. So we are going to go into a break here, but on the other side, I want to talk a little bit more about the Feast of Corpus Christi and the importance of that to you as a priest and just encouraging listeners to, to celebrate the fathers in their lives. So we will be back with more Real Presence Live After this break,
0: this is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
3: Do you know that your prayers today can still aid in the salvation of someone who died years ago? I'm Father Chris Aylar. God is outside of time. And since he is all-knowing and all-powerful, he knows every prayer you will ever make and has the power to apply those graces to any point in time, past, present, or future. So if you have lost anyone, especially to suicide, and think that they are eternally lost, you can still help them. God can take your prayers from today and give someone grace at the time of their judgment because he forever knew that you would make that prayer, and he wants you to help them accept his offer of salvation. So there is still hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
0: Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. this is real presence live on the rpr network bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the upper midwest now back to the show
1: welcome back to real presence live it's been a joy to be with you this morning we are focusing on the eucharist and fatherhood right now is is what we're focusing on and we have uh, we have Father William Sattler from Bismarck, and he is going Wait. to... Wayne, I'm so sorry. You're sorry, <laughs> I didn't That's have my... okay. Yes, Father Wayne. Okay, Father Wayne Sattler. Uh, yes, we are having a, a good discussion about uh, fatherhood. And what I'd like to ask about now is spiritual fatherhood. In your years as a priest, what exactly does that look like?
2: Yeah, I... As we've been drawing a lot of parallels between spiritual and, and natural fatherhood, I think there are very strong parallels. Um, I would say that like a natural father, it's been more challenging than I would have imagined and also more beautiful you know, than I would have imagined. And a passage that I always draw from for natural fatherhood that applies very much for spiritual fatherhood is uh, Ephesians 5. Um, we sometimes just listen to the first part and we don't listen anymore of, you know, wives be subordinate to your husbands. And um, uh, that kind of used to be kind of an attitude too of spiritual fatherhood, that you just got to listen to Father, whatever Father says. And Father sometimes, that's all he would do is tell you what to do. Um, but the second part of that is much more important for us to hear, that husbands should love their wives as Christ loved the church. And handed himself over to sanctify her. Um, now, if that's the order of a husband, I mean, uh, a wife would want to be subordinate. Which, underneath that order, any day. And I think that it's the same is true of, of spiritual fatherhood. What when a parish or any people that are of God's people are entrusted to my care, when they're convinced that I am willing to lay down my life for their spiritual well-being, that bears a lot of good fruit in their trust and their desire to come. Um, So I think there's a strong parallel there, uh, and both are very challenging, you know, to either father, uh, but that's the key. You know, Christ, uh, he tells us that there's no greater love than to lay down our life, and as a spiritual father and a natural father, that really is the key uh, to our families, whether it's a parish family or a natural family, that... To lay down our life to sanctify those who are entrusted to our care, and so that has been more challenging than I would have ever imagined, because uh, it really is calling for that sacrifice. But it's also more beautiful, you know, than I would have ever imagined um, too. And that's an encouragement for, for both spiritual and natural fathers, you know, to really follow Christ in, in both ways. Um, and through that, you know, we again, just like was mentioned before, we we nurture, we teach, we console, you know, we heal, we challenge, but we're present to them. And I think that for both a a natural father and and a spiritual father, like your, your favorite part of that is when, you know, the light goes on for those entrusted to your care, that you really are doing this out of love for them and you're really trying to help them grow as a person. As a spiritual father, you're trying to help them to grow in Christ and, um... When that light goes on, it's just it's a a very rewarding part of, of fatherhood. So yeah, I would say for both natural and, and spiritual fatherhood, that passage is just so key because it's how Christ has has loved us, and it's how the church works.
1: Right beautifully. And, and could we plug into that too? Um, men who are not fathers naturally? But they are still spiritual fathers, even if they're not a priest, right? I mean, all men are called to fatherhood.
2: In in one sense or another, I mean, to um, they're called to be like Christ, you know, to to lay down their life um, for another. Um, so I would say, you know, every man is called, and every woman is, is called to be like Christ, and we can't be like Christ unless we lay down our life for the spiritual good of others.
1: Right. Um, So Sunday is the Feast of Corpus Christi, and uh, I believe you're doing something special for that at your parish, St. Anne. Can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, we have um, not done a Eucharistic procession before, and it really is uh, encouraged by the liturgy um, of, of the Church and in a tangible way, it, it, it reminds us that we are to go forth from the Mass and to bring Christ out into the streets um, every day through, through our own hearts that have just received the Eucharist. And then on a special occasion like this, we do it in a more tangible way of literally having Christ in, in the Eucharist and in the monstrance um, process through whatever area we might choose to do. And we've never done that as a parish before, and um, with it being, you know, it's called the Eucharistic Revival by the uh, bishops of the country these next three years, and this day is kicking it off, this um, Corpus Christi Sunday of this year, is to initiate that. And um, people have kind of thought, well, what should we do for your anniversary? And I said, well, let's have a Eucharistic procession, because that would be very beautiful to renew in our hearts So we are to go forth from this Mass and to bring Christ out to wherever He leads us to and to remind our, um, our parents to do that in a uh, but, a, but a tangible way of doing it in, in the Eucharistic procession.
1: That sounds like a beautiful celebration, and I hope that uh, we have a, have a nice day for that on this weekend. How would you encourage uh, our listeners to celebrate the Father figures in their lives this Sunday?
2: would say that to recognize the sacrifices they've made for you, maybe even to uh, recall a couple of them and to go to that spiritual or natural father and thank him for the sacrifice that they made of, of laying down their life for you in one way or another and, and maybe the fruit that that bore because... We do it a lot, natural and spiritual fathers, but we, we don't always see the fruit of it. And sometimes when we are laying down our life, it's not even appreciated at the moment at all. In fact, it's sometimes um, not appreciated, uh, what we're mm-hmm. doing at that moment, out a love uh, for them. And nothing, I think, for both spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers and natural mothers and natural fathers, uh, it's very... Um, gratifying when when somebody does come back and says, you know, I really appreciate that sacrifice. I didn't appreciate it at the time, um, or maybe I kind of appreciated it at the time, but now I really see um, why you did that, and this is the fruit that it's born. So that would be a beautiful way to uh, celebrate Father's Day.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that that sounds like a really nice gesture, and sometimes it's just taking the time to to appreciate and, and express that. So, um, do you have any final yeah. thoughts or reflections, Father Sattler?
2: Yeah, I think just um, as we celebrate Father's Day and Corpus Christi and then it's just on my on our 25th anniversary, I think um, to recognize how dearly our Lord wants to work through each one of us, that he, he really wants to shine through us and in us, and that's why He gave us the Eucharist um, to receive. And there's a beautiful prayer of St. John Newman who, you know, to to let that penetrate and possess you so deeply that others may only see the light of Christ shining through you, that it would be His light and not ours. And I think as we've put all these feast days together that... Um, That is clearly Christ's desire, and that's uh, why He has given us Himself um, to nourish us, but also to shine through us.
1: Well, thank you again for sharing from your heart, and also again for saying yes to the priesthood, so that you can be Christ to others and, and lead by example in that way. It's been wonderful talking to you this morning, Father Sattler, and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of the day and. Again, congratulations and happy anniversary on your 25 years as a priest.
2: Thank you very much. God bless you, and have a blessed Corpus Christi Sunday.
1: Thank you. One one more request. Can you give us a quick final blessing?
2: Sure, sure. Heavenly Father, as we prepare to celebrate this Sunday, the Feast of Corpus Christi and Father's Day, we pray that our hearts, would be open to the grace that you long for each one of us to have, that grace that Christ laid down his life, in order that we might be sanctified, that we might be holy as he is holy, and we ask for our hearts to be open to that grace, first to enjoy more deeply his presence, and then to allow his presence to radiate through us to others, that they might appreciate the light that comes only from him, and the light that truly does scatter the darkness in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. Thank you. Have a You're good welcome. day. You're welcome. All right. Thank you. Now we're going to hear from our technical director to preview the next show.
2: On the next Real Presence Live, Thursday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer are your hosts, coming to you live from the Grand Forks studio. From 9.30 to 10, call in your questions on the Catholic faith during Straight Talk. Father Jeff Epler from the Diocese of Fargo will talk about honoring the Real Presence this Sunday. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Thursday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central.
1: Thank you, Mark, for that. And that wraps up pretty much our Real Presence Live show for today. But stay tuned for more great programming on Real Presence Radio. Women of Grace with Johnette Williams is next. So stay tuned and enjoy the rest of your day. God bless.